Welcome to the Career Fluencer Podcast. This is Zarina Karapetian. I'm an artist currently based out of Dallas, Texas. I know that I don't think I could have ever had the drive to succeed creatively in the last two years and go full time without pain. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. If you're going through something, learn how to transform that pain into power. So I like to say I started my career in junior high and I started this little art program on a line and I had a bunch of artists, you know, join and we made t-shirts with their artwork. And I think that's when I realized I could have a career in this. And I also learned that I loved having a team and people and we're able to build something as a community. And I think that's when I really started to learn that, oh, you can have a career in this. You can build communities. You can build something really special with art. First step is committing, committing to your practice, committing to your goal. You know, you need to know what you're running to. So if, you know, you're at the starting line of, hey, I want to be an artist and you get nervous or anxious or creative, right? We can just say creative. You have to understand that being creative is the easy part. It's the getting up in the morning and giving yourself that extra couple hours to work on your creativity, you know, and and learning all the little things that come with being a creative, right? Like, how are you going to sell yourself or how are you going to sell your work or how are you even going to make your work, right? How, like, what is, all these other questions are so important that, and those questions come after you make that decision to be an artist. I think a lot of people don't actually make that decision. Because once you really know what you want, things start to happen. And that seems to be the biggest obstacle is that first one. (laughs) As cheesy as that is, it's like really true. You have to know what you want and if you want to be a creative. The art art is a byproduct of that, that need to work. That's it. That's the core of it is if you're scared to make that leap, it's because you don't know if you want it yet. Because if you knew you wanted it, you would go for it. You would just start. You just, you would go. And that is the mentality that you need to have, you know, to really get through those first few months or years as a creative. I had to create the muscle of selling my work, which um, was definitely hard for me. But then I I got used to it, right? Because there's that whole, well, I made this so beautiful. I made this beautiful thing. I want to keep it. And I don't want to sell it. And I've been in painting, drawing. I've been selling work for, oh my gosh, a decade now. But it wasn't until, you know, maybe two years ago that I really learned that this work that I'm doing, this, the, the money that's coming in, the way people are buying my work now actually can sustain me. And I can thrive doing it. So it's a different mentality. It was two different experiences. When I was younger, I didn't really realize the impact right? Because you don't, you don't have to pay for bills when you're younger, right? You don't really have to do any of that. Most, most of us don't. And then, you know, when I was fully on my own and selling work for, you know, thousands of dollars, it's like, oh, those, those paintings are keeping a roof under my head. And that person who's buying my work is literally letting me eat. And <laughs> like, that's, this is my job now. And that mentality is different. That kind of feeling when I sell a painting, the feeling I get is, wow, I can go buy that food. Oh, I can you know, buy my family those gifts. And 
it's the only source of income that I have and to thrive now with it is unreal. Like it, it kind of surpasses any feeling that I had when I was younger about it because I kind of had to shut myself out for a while mentally to even build that muscle of letting go of paintings and, and learning how it works. And I don't know, maybe I had a less emotional response when I was younger, but now as an adult, it's very emotional. There's so much gratitude. There's so much love. There's so much like thankfulness. I mean, I, oh my gosh. So last year I went to Iceland to go do a body of work. And two months before that, I had, you know, saved up enough money to go. And I have a, I have a lot of overhead um, with my job because I do so many different types of work. And, um, you know, I'm full-time painting. So every dollar counts, you know, and it was my first year of going full-time. So you know, I had saved up this money and I was going to Iceland and I had raised a lot of money, right? I had done a big fundraiser. And about a month before I was supposed to leave, I had to go get some real life stuff paid off of. Like I had to I had some health issues and that took a huge chunk out of the trip. And it looked, I mean, I literally should have at that moment, the mentality of an obstacle, right? Because I was going to go to Iceland and make a bunch of art. And here I am having to deal with the real world and my health. And it was really tough. And I had to make a lot of hard decisions. And um, I had, you know, half of my fund cut. And it was really tough. I had no idea I was going to do it. And the trip was about, at this point, three and a half weeks. And I couldn't make, I couldn't bring myself to cancel it. But I also couldn't bring myself to keep pushing the fundraiser as much, you know, so you have to be smart. And I made the choice to take the remaining amount to the art store. And I told myself, I'm going on this art trip. There's, I don't care if I don't have enough. I'm going. I'm going to make something so good and it's going to hit so hard and people are going to love it that it has to sell and I have to make something that I can make a lot of, um, like as a, um, a lot of pieces, right? And it has to be really honest. Like it, because people won't buy art and I don't want to make art that isn't honest, right? Now it's at a point where I had to kind of go all in and I had to go inside myself and really think creatively and persevere through the moment, persevere through the health obstacles, the financial obstacles the mental obstacles, right? And I had to go to a place that at that point in my life, I hadn't really ever been before. And I remember I went to the art store and I looked around for like two hours. Thankfully, they're all my friends there now. So they kind of knew me and I'd be like, what does this thing do? What does this thing do? And I eventually just figured, okay, I'm gonna take all the remaining money from my Iceland trip. I know it sounds crazy, but it was like an all in high risk, high reward kind of moment. I bought round canvases. I bought all this like plaster and concrete and paint, spent it almost like 70% of my Iceland fund. And I came home and I made my orb collection out of that moment. And by the end of the second week on social media, I had sold about 45 orbs, two weeks. So look, I'm just saying after that moment, my brain changed because that was more than enough to take me to Iceland. And I did that in about two weeks, a week and a half later, I was flying out there and I built like one of my favorite collections I've ever built and the Iceland collection. And that collection now is still 
you know, in the works as I'm, you know, I made these 3D models out of stones and now we're 3D printing them to be like four feet. So, you know, this little two inch stone is now about to be blown up to like a foot now. And so the point being is like, you're going to hit walls. And that's what I learned. I was hitting an emotional wall, a physical wall and a financial wall. But if your goal is still there, your answer is within. It's, it's external obstacles are constantly going to be there. It's your mindset. It's that, it's that stubbornness, that perseverance that you need. And in that moment, I learned, I mean, I was really up against a wall. And now I use this phrase a lot. Well, if you're up against the wall, you know, there's no other direction you can go in. You need to take a hammer to it. You take a hammer and you keep hitting that wall until it's not there anymore. Until you can just hop over on the other side, you're going to get kind of beaten up a little bit, but no one is coming at you. It's you. It's you that makes the decision to either turn around or take a hammer to it. And you go and you persevere. And so that moment right before the Iceland collection, so many people just saw the Iceland work, right? They didn't see that two and a half, three weeks before where, you know, in my own private life, I wasn't, I was, you know, had to pay a lot of health stuff off, like doctors off. And trust me, I did not want to pay doctors off in that moment, right? But it's just an obstacle. And I've learned that, you know, from that moment, the day is not done until you go to bed. The day is not done until your head's like on the pillow, you know, and you have to learn when to rest and when to go and to push and when to, stop the car and when to just take the car and you know drive off like you have to really learn to gauge yourself in those moments and i mean i had i learned so much from that iceland collection because i i really really that was one of the biggest walls i've ever seen i i didn't know how i was gonna do it and i i went all in and i had to bet on myself and if you don't have the ability to bet on yourself you better start you know working that muscle out you know you have to learn where your own blind spots are, where your own shortcomings are, and you have to fix them. You have to, you cannot be afraid to see them or else you're not going to grow, right? Like I I saw, like I had to deal, like I learned personally that, oh, I should have dealt with these health issues earlier in the year and they shouldn't have come up to me. You know, like now I learned if I'm not feeling well, I need to take the action to go take care of myself or it's going to happen three weeks before I have to go on a international trip. You know, like I like there's all that happens behind the scenes of art making that no one talks about. And it's important. It's a mentality. It's maybe a little bit of stoicism, right? It's a little bit of that, you know, everything's happening outside of you kind of thing. And you have to go within to find the answer. But it was awesome. I mean, it was awesome because after that, I gained I gained that knowledge. But also it's one of those things where we can talk about it right on a podcast, but, and and you can have that knowledge, but when it, when it's actually in front of you, like there are creatives that are listening to this right now and something is going to hit the fan. You're not going to know what to do and you will have the option there in that moment. It's going to happen. I've never heard of a successful creative that doesn't have a roadblock in front of them. But the difference is, is like, it's going to look impossible 
but you have to solve it because then you'll realize the actual like you'll realize the limits of impossibility are not real like none of that is existent like there is a solution to every problem and that's when you become that that's going to shape you as a creative there are moments where that define you as a creative and and it and it shows how much you've accomplished but other than other than like no one can see how hard i've worked for my studio no one sees how hard i work with my mentality none of that is online but that is also my own perception of that because i get i get a lot of really great emails from people who have seen me work really hard and it doesn't go unnoticed and they're like hey i see you i see you're still working i see you're you know cranking out work i don't know anyone that works as hard as you if people can accomplish a work ethic that's never going to show up on, you know, your resume, but people see it. And that is almost more transcendent than anything you can physically make, right? Is people feel that. People see it through social media, they see it through everything. And that is an accomplishment. No one can see what's happening inside your head, but it subconsciously is an accomplishment. People feel it. People want to support you and back you. And people don't understand that as a resource. People think that mindset is just like a human thing, you know, but it's an accomplishment to obtain that resource. It's, you have to become observant, especially if you really want to do this. It's not going to, I mean, sometimes for some people, maybe the 2% of artists who are able to just make really, really, really strong work and it just hits social media and they're able to go down that route. But a lot of us, you know, have to work for years. And if you're on that path, don't beat yourself up about it. Just start watching how other people work. And you'll see the people who get up every single day and draw and paint and call people to sell work or to, they keep risking their art, right? Like I see people who are always trying something new creatively. And those are the people to watch. Those are the people who are pushing the boundaries as creatives. And then you get, you know, the other people who have all the resources in the world and they're not making real work, you know, or and then or they stop. So it it's, it's like we get down on ourselves because we start to compare ourselves to people who are successful right now. If you really want to succeed, it shouldn't really happen for you in 3 weeks. Like and if it does, you're that 1 or 2% of the world. So if it's if you have to work, that's part of the deal. You know, I feel like one of the things that I've learned is like people don't like working, but it's an honor. If you get to work on your creative practice, it's an honor. The mentality is like I get to do this. This is my life. I get to work, you know, 16-hour days. You know, and, and I get to go after my dream. 